Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this online service. Uh, last week, we were talking about the need to rise up uh, to deal with Jezebel. And uh, we know that this Jezebelic spirit, it comes with intimidation. Uh, it comes with, uh, uh, so that it causes fear uh, to grip uh, the people so that they dare not deal with her. And so that's why we need to rise up. But uh, tonight we want to go further to say that we need the zeal of the Lord to complete the Lord's calling upon our life to deal with Jezebel. I just want to read from Second King 9 verse 22. When Joram saw Jehu, he asked, Have you come in peace, Jehu? How can there be peace? Jehu replied, As long as all the idolatry and witchcraft of your mother Jezebel abound. So we read this scripture last week, how Jehu was anointed by God to deal with Jezebel. And he was a commander in the army. He was so focused in wanting to get this uh, job done at the command of the Lord. And uh, the Bible tells us that Jehu destroyed Baal worship in Israel. That was his calling. That was what God anointed him to do. And he did. He destroyed Baal worship in Israel. And so, uh, we want to go into how he did it, how he uh, came to deal with Zezebel. We know that from, from last week, he killed uh, the king of Israel, Jerem. Uh, and then, now he's uh, proceeding to come to face Jezebel. And uh, the Word of God tells us that in, in the book of Revelation, that God has given Jezebel time to repent, but she refused. And therefore, the season of grace was over. It's time for judgment. It's time for Jezebel to be dealt with. And we also know that, also learn that Jezebel is not just a spirit. It is embedded in the character of the person. And that's why the word of God is saying, hey, repent. You know, so it's not casting out, binding, casting out uh, this demonic spirit. But we have to come face to face to confront uh, Jezebel, to deal with Jezebel. And uh, so in 2 King 9, verse 30, 2 King 9, verse 30, Then Jehu went to Jezebel. When Jezebel heard about it, she painted her eyes, arranged her hair, and looked out of a window. As Jehu entered the gate, she asked, Have you come in peace, Zimri, you murderer? 
of your master. And Jezebel has heard that Jehu has killed uh, the king of Israel, her son, Joram. And uh, now Jehu is coming for her. So, from this scripture, it seems that there is no fear at all in, in Jezebel's heart, knowing that she will be next, she will be dealt with. But instead, the word of God tells us that she begins to paint her eyes and, and, and arrange her hair. Uh, and uh, she's getting ready for the fight. She's read, getting ready, maybe if she can manipulate, maybe if she can uh, uh, entice Jehu, she would do it. You know, that's why the word God says she paint her face and do up her hair and get herself ready to face Jehu. And we see that, uh, I want you to take note of the significance of what she said when Jehu uh, came to her. She said, have you come in peace, you murderer of your master? You murderer of your master. You see, when Jezebel fight, she will take initiative, you know, and then immediately she came and she, she wanted to condemn she accused Jehu. She wants to condemn Jehu and say, you are a wicked person. You murder your master, the king. And so, in our dealing with Jezebel, you know, very often time you realize when you want to raise an issue, you want to talk to Jezebel about her ways, before you can proceed, immediately Jezebel will come and counterattack. Jezebel will accuse you of certain things. So he, she, she wants to intimidate you so that you will feel that, uh, to, to put you in a place that, who are you? What right have you got to come and, and deal with me? Because you yourself, you are a bad person. You are a murderer of your master. I think we have similar experience in, in our dealing with people, if you, if you oftentimes uh, have to deal with people, you realize when you raise a problem, before you can talk about a problem, they accuse you or accuse others of doing certain things and, uh, and so on. So, so we see the, 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 the schemes uh, that uh, Zezebel was uh, using at this uh, moment in time. But Jehu, because he is so focused, and uh, he did not fall into the trap. He did not bother to answer Jezebel. She, he did not bother to defend herself. You know, a lot of times that's where we fall into the snare. Because we begin to defend ourselves. And so we are being sidetracked taken you know, our focus away from what we need to deal with and eventually 
nothing takes place. We just talk about this and that, you know, and, and this counter accusation. So until you get nowhere, whatever you say is being countered by another accusation so that, that you, you can't get anywhere. That's why we've got to be focused. We've got to know exactly what is the mission. So Jehu knew that his task is to come confront uh, uh, face-to-face with Zazabel and uh, the time of negotiation is over. The time of grace is over for Zazabel. This is the time for God's judgment. So Jehu did not uh, bother to, to talk to her, to, to defend himself. And uh, Jehu directly dealt with uh, uh, Zezebel. So it's very important that we have to be very focused. We, otherwise, we'll be sidetracked. Otherwise, we'll, be, we'll fall into the schemes of uh, Zezebel so that nothing uh, gets sorted out, right? And, uh, and so Jehu was very decisive. So let's see what happened uh, next. In 2 King 9, verse 32. 2 King 9, verse 32. Jehu looked up at the window and called out, Who is on my side? Who? Two or three eunuchs looked down at him. Throw her down, Jehu said. So they threw her down and some of her blood splattered the wall and the horses as they trampled her underfoot. So Jehu did not respond to Zazabel's accusation, but he called out, who is on my side? And so it's important that we learn to work with people who are on our side when we need to deal with Zazabel. Because sometimes it's, it's not wise to deal with Zazabel alone, right? You've got to have people who is on your side. And on, on the side of Zazabel was two or three eunuchs. They are men who are there to serve Zazabel. They have been castrated. You know, their, their manhood was taken away from them. And they become an ineffectual kind of person. And so, for so long, they have suffered under the oppression of Zezebel. They have no self-esteem. And uh, their purpose in life was destroyed. Being a eunuch. And... uh, but for so long, they feel that, what can they do? There's nothing else they can do but to submit to Zazabel. They are not strong. They are not powerful. You know, they, 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 they have a sense of inferiority, being eunuch. You know, when your manhood is taken away, when your purpose in life is taken away from you, and you are there just to serve Zazabel. But when Jehu shouted, who is on my side? And when those men heard this uh, word, 
certainly they are awakened to who they are as a person. Suddenly they they begin to realize this is a time to rise up. This is a time to deal with Zazabab so that they can uh, recover some sense of dignity, some sense of uh, uh, purpose in life. So, you see, we never think that this unit will be able to do anything. You know, maybe we even despise them when you uh, look at them. But when Jehu shouted, who is on our side? Suddenly, bonus came to this, this, this eunuch. They rise up, they take her and throw her down. Uh, you know, from, from, from their, their level. And, uh, and uh, Jehu, uh, Jezebel was killed. So we, we understand the principle of working together when we are dealing with Zezebel uh, because it is not easy. It's unpleasant. And that's why very often we don't want to deal with it. We want to avoid dealing with Zezebel. But there come a time we must rise up. There come a time like this eunuch. They know it's the time. They know this is the moment. So they rise up and they carry her and throw her down uh, from where they were. And uh, so sometimes we may feel like eunuch in the face of Zazabeth. We feel that we are so powerless, we are so helpless to deal with this powerful uh, woman, Zezebel. And uh, we need to know God's time. We need to know God's purpose upon our life. We need to know we must deal with Zezebel in order that we may have authority over the nations. That's God's calling for us. That's God's purpose for us. You know, under the oppression of Zezebel, you, you may feel like you know. You may feel that, well, what can you do? And so we got to realize God's time. And we need to rise up to deal with uh, Zezebel. And uh, so it's only after we overcome Zezebel, we gain authority. We gain uh, over, over our, our life. And so... You need, to, you need to earn the respect in order to be able to function in authority. Right, let's look at uh, 2 King 10 verse 4. You see, after Jehu has dealt with Zezebel, and uh, he has killed the king of Israel immediately after that because the king of Judah was also with him, with the with, uh, king of Israel. And the king of Judah was also worshipping Baal because he's related in marriage to Ahab's family. So Jehu uh, killed 
two kings and dealt with Jezebel. And now, when he went back to the city, when he went back to to the city and uh, talked to the city official, because now is his time to be in state, uh, to, to, to be crowned as the king, the next king of Israel. So remember, he has to overcome Jezebel in order to gain authority to uh, over nations. So now, uh, verse 4 of 2 King 10. So the city officials were terrified when Jehu talked to them and said, if two kings could not resist him, how can we? Remember, they are the officers of King Joram, the king of Israel. They were serving the king. They were serving the powers. And now here comes Jehu. If Jehu did not overcome uh, Jezebel and the king of Israel, this man will not listen to him. But because he has dealt with two kings because of Baal worship, now when he appears, when he speaks, this man begins to be terrified, begins to uh, honor him and say, and, and, and knew that they cannot resist this man. And uh, verse 5, so the palace administrator, the city governor, the elders and the guardians sent this message to Jehu. You, uh, we are your servants and we will do Anything you say, we will not appoint anyone as king. You do whatever you think best. They are the one who appoint kings because now that Joram was killed, some days or moments ago, and here comes Jehu, and they say, well, whatever you say, we will obey. Whatever you want, we will do according through your instruction, because no man can stand against you. You have dealt with two kings. So, so we got to earn our respect, because if we do not rise up to deal with Jezebel and Baal worship, we will not be respected, and we will not have authority, and Jehu gained his authority. And the other thing about Jehu is, you know, uh, the, the zeal for the Lord helps him to complete the job complete the work of destroying Baal worship in Israel. Verse 16 of 2 King 10. Jehu said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. Then he had him ride along in his chariot. When Jehu came to Samaria, he killed all who were left there of Ahab's family. He destroyed them according to the word the Lord has spoken to Elijah. You know, we, we, we need to have the zeal of God to work inside us because a lot of people, we, we, we started and we have gained some success, but then we did not continue, right? So Jehu, Jehu was so jealous for the Lord, even now that he become king. He continued the work to, to destroy Baal worship and, and, and the household of Ahab according to 
the word of the Lord. So it's important that we have that zeal. We don't just start, right? But we want to finish the work that God has commanded us to do. And uh, we know, we have learned the, the danger of partial obedience. You know, just because we have some success, some people, yeah, we, we do stuff a lot. We do a little bit here, a little bit there. But that's not what all that God wants us to do. God wants us to have the zeal to do everything He has instructed us. And that's why the Word of God was able to testify that Zeal destroyed Baal worship in Israel. He finished the work. He did not leave it halfway undone. You know, we know there are people who do works. They just do, do the work. There's no excellence. They don't do a complete job. Right? But they have done what they think is what they are instructed to do. But Jehu was, was so zealous for the Lord. And uh, Romans 12, verse 11 tells us, Romans 12, verse 11, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. So we need to be so passionate, so few with uh, the zeal of God. And uh, so when we do that, God himself will respond. God himself will work behind the scene for us and he will fight for us. He will bring to reality that which he commanded us to do. You know, can you imagine Jezebel was killed just like that and by two or three eunuchs. We thought this powerful Jezebel, even the great prophet Elijah was so afraid of her. You know, if you want to deal with her, you, you, you better have some, some strength and power. But we see what happened. Why? Because behind it, God was working for Jehu. God was with Jehu because Jehu obeyed. Jehu was filled with the zeal of the law. And the word of God in Isaiah 42 Verse 13 says this, Isaiah 42, verse 13. The Lord will march out like a mighty man, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemy. So we know that when we respond to God, God himself will be filled with that same, that zeal to want to see that his purpose being fulfilled. And so God will fight. For us, so that's why Zehu marching, because he was jealous, because he was focused, because he wants to do what God wants him to do, and we see that God was working, and and things go according to God's purpose. And uh, Psalm sixty-nine, verse nine. Psalm sixty-nine, verse nine. For zeal for your house consumes me. And the insults of those who insult you fall on me. You know, we need to be zealous for the house of God. Zeal for your house. Consume me. And we know that this was a prophetic word about the Lord Jesus. Because he was so jealous for God's house, he went into the temple and he began to cleanse the temple and chase out, uh, uh, overturn those who are... Uh, uh, abusing the place and, and cleanse the temple. 
zeal of your house consume me. So we want to be filled with the zeal of God so that we care for the house of God, we care for the church. That so much that we will rise up and get things done. We will rise up and put things in order, right? Instead of just watching, murmuring, criticizing, complaining. No. Zeal of your house consume me. So we will rise up because this is our Father's house. This is also our house. This is the church of God. This is the house of God. And so we want to uh, make sure everything is okay. And then it continues to say that the insults of those who insult you fall on me. So can you see? Jesus was totally identified with the Father. Whatever words spoken against the Father, it falls on him. And and he caused shoulder that 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 kind of uh, suffering, uh, that kind of uh, uh, ridicule and, and, and words uh, spoken against God. And so we got to feel the same way when we are so passionate, when people speak against our gods, people speak against the house of our God, people speak against our church. You know. We, we want to respond to those uh, uh, words because it is like talking about us because it's our house. You know, we don't see that, oh, that's the church, that's those people. No, we, we, we take it upon ourselves because we identify ourselves with the house of God, with the people of God, with the church where we belong. We want to uphold the name of God uphold the glory of God. So when we overcome Jezebel, we will have authority over the nations. And uh, so the eunuch knew that it's a new day for them, a day of freedom, a day of celebration, when now they can you know, begin to, to find Restoration, well, partly at least, you know, for their life and for their future, rather than living under the oppression of Jezebel. The nations knew that they are free from uh, their worship and Jezebelic influence and begin to walk in the plan and purpose of God. So, this is what will happen to us when we dare to rise up, when we dare to challenge uh, the oppression, the power of Jezebel, when we uh, are filled with the zeal of God, that we will not just start, but give up. We will continue, even though there are challenges, even though we, we may face a tough time. But the zeal of the law will make us complete the calling, the, the work that we are called to do. So we may need help from others. Get those help that we need in order to do the work that God has given to us. And remember, we've got to be really focused. Do not be sidetracked 
be not, do not begin to defend yourself because of the accusation, but be focused on what we are called to do. So I trust that this word will help us because through our life we will encounter Zezebel uh, wanting to take control and manipulate us. But we need to rise up. We need to know God's calling upon our life, the purpose that God has for us so that we will not compromise, uh, we will not walk in rebellion or, or, or arrogance. You know, that's the spirit of Jezebel. But we will walk in the fear of God and to obey what God has for us. We're going to pray uh, right now. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for giving us power and authority and bonus to rise up to come against the power of Zezebel. And we pray for your people that every one of us will experience freedom as we listen to your word, as we rise up, knowing that you will fight for us, the zeal of the Lord. You will rise up in battle with us as we look to you, as we obey your word, as we are so passionate and identify ourselves with you and with your purpose and with your house. And we pray, oh God, that we will gain that authority from you to rule and to reign so that your name will be glorified. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Bye.